Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. Nearly 8 in 10 of us do this a lot and apparently it boosts our mood. But what is it? Well, more after Brian Adams. Brian Adams, summer of 69 on LMFM's 11 to 1. I have a Mayo man listening in on 086-1800-658. You're very welcome. He says, listening in Castlebar, great station. Uh, he's looking forward to hearing something by Jerry Guthrie. Now, look, at, I don't know if I can do that now, but definitely of a Saturday morning or a Sunday, you get a bit of Jerry Guthrie. But today, uh, you know, Brian Adams, Niall Horan, I do have next, you know, so that's something to look forward to. But thank you so much for tuning in. Now, nearly eight in 10 of us look back over photographs and this is to help lift our spirits. I'm loving this. It's a new survey from CEWE photo printing specialists and uh, they create uh, memories and they kind of are reminiscing and all this kind of stuff. And reminiscence is the main reason that 78% of people take a picture in the first place. A third of people say they browse their photos every day. Wow. I suppose on the phone, kind of flicking through. While uh, 39% pour over their gallery at least once a week and 63% choose to take photos of their families most frequently, while only 2% fill their camera roll with selfies. Just 2%. Don't be more, to be honest. It's a lot of people grabbing selfies. Now, I love this because... um, This is something that I do very often. I like to look back over photographs and definitely, you know, a lot of them are in the phone. But the other day I was looking for some documents and, you know, that place where you kind of fire everything into the you know press. I was looking through that and out tumbled these photographs and the kids were all gathering around to see what they were. They were kind of a mixture, like that goes to show you how organised I am. So they weren't kind of really categorised, something I definitely should do. But they were things like, you know, photographs of, you know, holidays when my eldest was really small, baby photographs of the two kids, also photographs from my own teenage years, the horror, at my graduation, you know, the, the grad that picture was in there as well and the kids were pouring over these because you know the way you love to see you know what your parents looked like before you were uh, a mere glimmer in their eye and I love this myself I love seeing you know pictures of say um, my parents when I was a baby or pictures of them as kids I love this kind of stuff so baby pictures and definitely you know pictures from my younger years that is something that I will look back on with really fond memories but I'm wondering do you do this because we have a lot of the stuff, don't we, in the phone. 
do you still have photo albums? And if so, do you take them out regularly and just sort of pour over them and remember? And does it, in fact, boost your mood? It does, doesn't it? I mean, you smile when you see some of this stuff. You really do. And it brings back some lovely, lovely memories. But do you know what I did? I couldn't believe I did this. So when the photos tumbled out and I was showing the kids the photographs, I kid you not, I'm so used to using the phone that on the actual photo, I did, you know, the thing with your hand, with your fingers, where you try and zoom in. I know. I mean, seriously, talk about now being addicted to technology. <laughs> I had to catch myself. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I mean, try to zoom in on an actual picture that's in my hand. But there you go. So wondering this morning, is this something that you like to do? Do you like to look over photos? What photos really, you know, strike good feelings in you? Let me know. Also, do you have photo albums? Are you a bit more organised than me? Let me know with that as well. 86 658 Nile Horan, slow hands, people getting in touch on 086 658 about photos. Do you look back over photos? Does it lift your spirit? If you do look back over photos, what are they of? Are they of the kids? Are they of holidays from the past? Are they of your own childhood? Keep those coming in. We're going to get to some of your messages. And I've got music from Rima and Selena Gomez. The 11 to 1 show. This has given me lovely feel-good vibes. June in our D, very good morning to you. She has sent me an image on WhatsApp. She says, this is one of the New Year January jobs and she has the boxes, the cardboard boxes out. Some beautiful looking albums. All looks very neat to me, June. I don't know what, uh, unless you're in, in the midst of this, but she looks like she's putting all the photographs into albums. And I did have a sneaky sort of zoom in on these gorgeous looking children and what looks like fantastic holidays and adventures and everything. June, thank you so much for sharing that. What a great January job, actually to do as well. I'm loving that. Thank you so much. I came across a disposable camera. Remember them? Uh, During a clear out, uh, got it developed and it had loads of pictures from a holiday to Spain when I was 18 with my friends. I thought it was lost forever. Oh, the tears of laughter at some of the pictures, says Jenny on 086 1800 658. We're talking about this because nearly 8 in 10 of us look back over photographs to lift our spirits. So I'm wondering what photographs do you look uh, um, over? Um, do you have them like June all in albums and ready to go? Let me know. Uh, someone else, very different kind of one. I love looking back on pictures of the farm and farming through the years. I get a great kick of it out of it, says Richard in RD. Oh, yes, because you're probably looking back at some of the equipment and the harder work that you would have had to do back in the day as well, Richard. Thank you so much for sending that in. But the disposable camera one has me as well used to have them as as a teenager and right into kind of my 20s I would say I'd had, had disposable cameras and there was always one or two wasn't there where you're like oh my hand is in the way oh she had her eyes closed and that oh it was blurry they never, all of our lovely imperfections were showing up in disposable cameras I'm going to say uh, all albums labelled uh, up until I'd say about two to three years ago, I stopped putting uh, labels on them and stopped putting them in the printing them out. Uh, too reliant on the phone, says Lisa. This is what happens. We are sort of too reliant on the phone. Uh, people are gone do lally with the pictures they take, showing how they made a beautiful boiled egg. 
<laughs> or divine spaghetti or a perfectly fried sausage. Yeah, well, look at now, right? You know, because of Instagram, I have been a bit guilty of that. You now, not so much a boiled egg, but like if I've made something fancy and think I'm deadly or if I'm in a restaurant and it looks amazing, I will maybe snap a picture. But as I do it, texter, I know I'm... Oh, one of those people. Yeah, I I know. And like, I just feel compelled to do it anyway. And you're right. We are going to do Lally. And we're taking pictures of nonsense. And it's cluttering up our phones. And we're forgetting about, you know, people and, uh, you know, being in the moment and all of that. But do keep those coming in. What photographs do you love to look back over to lift your spirits? Was there a photograph that you took that you've now lost and you'd love to get it back? Or was there a photograph you wish you had? Let me know as well. 086 1800 Rima, Selena Gomez, calm down. I wouldn't be calm after this. This is coming in from Kathy in 086 658 I only have about two or three pictures of my wedding. <gasps> Let's just say, always book a professional photographer. Oh my goodness me. It does make me sad that we don't have more from our special day. Oh, Kathy. Two or three photographs, but look at maybe they are the ones that you cherish, and there's, you know, you and your lovely husband. In a, in a, you know, your finery, and maybe that's all that matters, you know. But I'm thinking as well, like at least now, if your professional photogra- photographer was, you know, not booked, let's say, and you did rely on somebody else, at least now with the phones, that is one good thing about phones. And there's so many people at your wedding, aren't they snapping away? That is probably one good thing that's come out of that. Uh, just going to move a slightly uh, left of field here now because I know there's a lot of um, Lego fans in the area. And apparently, if Lego was laid end to end, the number of Lego bricks sold in a year would reach more than five times around the world. That is a lot of bricks and there are so many people that love playing with Lego. So this coming Saturday, the 20th of January from 11am to 4, Lego enthusiasts in this Drogheda area are being invited along to Drogheda Library where they can get their hands on thousands of Lego bricks and have their say about the future of Drogheda. So it's uh, an event that's suitable for age 7 plus and it's funded by Creative Ireland and it's very much a workshop that's been facilitated by professional Lego brick artist Jessica Farrell. So you don't need to book. The activities will run continuously during the day on a first come, first served basis. So the Lego brick activities will use small parts. So, you know, smallies under the age of four, you need to watch out for them. So they're not really allowed to kind of sit, you know, and get involved with this. OK, so more details, you can check out uh, Draw the Library. Give them a shout on 0419876162. But Lego events running all day from 11am to 4pm on Saturday, the 20th of January. There's Dido. Thank you on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now we were talking about looking back over photographs and this brings me nicely to our two ladies that are sitting in front of me. Talk about talent. I'm after getting this lovely vision of a painting here, a textile painting uh, from one of the guests and I'm also looking at the most charming cards here in front of me. We're going to be talking to Keelan Murphy-O'Hanlon. She's from Kushla of Gullion and we're also going to be talking to Fiona lynch Amond. Rose Design and both of these talented ladies are taking part in Showcase in the RDS. So we're going to find out more next. The 11 to 1 show. 
showcases back at the RDS from the 21st to the 23rd of January and this event is a really important opportunity for Ireland's designers and makers to connect with buyers from all over the world and this year makers from Louth and Mead are displaying a showcase there is excitement among them as it is such an important opportunity for designers to make and makers to grow their brand and expand their business thanks to the support as well of the local enterprise office in Louth three local makers are taking part designer Caroline Duffy who we all know so well here in LMFM land Fiona Lynch of Amandrose Design and Keelan Murphy O'Hanlon of Kushla of Gullion and I'm delighted to be joined by Keelan and Fiona they're in studio good morning ladies how are we getting on today? Good morning Sinead now I should say maybe it's good afternoon actually no, for maybe. yourself uh, <laughs> because I believe you were up at the crack of dawn this yeah, morning. Just not enough hours in the day and the lead up to showcase we're all the same and no matter how organised we are each year it's the same story the week before is crazy yeah yeah so she was uh, posting on Instagram <laughs> Keelan was posting on Instagram about all she was doing uh, so talk to me a little bit about yourself first of all so you're an Irish textile landscape artist and I've been on your website oh my god and she's brought in this incredible piece it's like literally you have taken a bit of the land and putting it on the canvas it's just stunning yeah I, I'm really into tactile pieces Sinead so um, I work my original piece normally comes either from just observing the landscape or I traditionally I was a f- trained photographer so I did do a lot of um, landscape photography which mm. I'm bringing actually to the show for the first time this year okay. but more like art pieces not just straight photography so um, I work with wool and silk and I trans- try and translate the landscape at my door with the most natural materials possible. So I would use um, some plants from the mountains as well to dye the wool. So that's that's oh, why it looks so like the landscape, you know, um, because it's just the colours that we're so used to seeing. I love that you're incorporating the actual land, as you say, mm. the, the and you're taking that inspiration directly from what you're seeing yeah. outside. And really that part of of, uh, of the northeast region here and indeed yeah. the country is just so stunning. So I can see kind of where the inspiration comes from. But it does kind of hark back, doesn't it, a bit to myth, legend, legend. all that sort of thing. Yeah, what I like to weave that into my pieces as well, because people really like to buy a story. So um, to me, story is the most important thing that we have about being Irish you know um, any visitors that, that's what they want to hear they want to hear the yarn they want to hear the story but the authenticity of it so I think that's what I try to imbue on the canvas is um, even the imprints of our ancestors what we what we pick up throughout the years that's what feeds my creativity you know Oh well you've done that that's absolutely for sure but take me right back then because as you mentioned there you got into photography first so mm. were you always creative as a child or where does this creative energy and, and I suppose I always was very creative yeah but um, just being an only child for okay. uh, for 11 years I was an only child so you kind of ha- you're on your own for a while and you're halfway up a mountain so yeah you have to be creative but I was always very much encouraged in that within I come from a, quite a creative family but um, I suppose um, I actually was a journalist, okay. believe it or not. That's <laughs> uh, well, I, I trained as a journalist and that, uh, I, I did a lot of photojournalism. So I loved that. I was in Dublin for a few years and then 
came back, got married and that knocked that on the head for a while. <laughs> Never well, know. Listen, well, listen, you know, it's called we don't want to travel all the time. Yeah. And particularly when you have this, you know, fantastic view yeah. right outside your doorstep. So do you find your life now is a bit more of that slower sort of yeah. pace of life? I yeah. think I think it's important and it's lovely to be able to make a living from something you enjoy and something that that normally doesn't have quite as much pressure as this week does. <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's just a nice way to tell your story and hopefully have a bit make a business out of it, which is happening thanks yeah. to all the support we get from Live Leo and shows like Showcase. That's fantastic, and yeah. as you say, to be able to use your talent mm. as your actual your job. Yeah. Speaking of an, uh, talent and using it as your your job, Fiona's sitting there very patiently beside you. Fiona, thank you so much for joining us. Possum. Greeting cards with your pets. This is what I'm looking for. Looking here, almond designs. Uh, this is your rose almond designs. This is your your business. Talk to me about this now because this is so niche and so unique. I love the idea. Tell us where did the idea come from for this company? For years, I was buying cards on behalf of um, or for my husband or friends on behalf of the dog or the cat, and it, you'd kind of find a card that related to what you wanted, but it still wasn't exactly what you wanted, and you'd pretend it was from the dog or the cat. So I thought, oh, I'm going to design some. <laughs> so that's what I did. I was working in um, the corporate world for years doing graphic design. And after COVID, I decided to change my life a bit and go and design stuff that I wanted to do. So do you know what? I've, 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 I love that. And I've heard so many stories exactly like that, where people took stock during COVID and said, you know what? I actually don't want this anymore. I'm going to branch out into this mm. area and I'm going to work for myself. Was it a bit scary, though, Fiona? <laughs> It was, it was. But I think because I was working from home for two years beforehand, it kind of eased it in. I had no longer had to do the horrible commute and going to an office every day. So it was a bit of an easier transition. <laughs> yes, completely. So you, as you said, a graphic designer, kind of that. So again, you were always that sort of creative, artistic mm-hmm. person. So how did you find your way into to graphic design initially? Um, I went to college for four years and then I... Uh, when I was younger, did work in publishing house um, ad agencies. And then I eventually ended up in the corporate world as an in-house designer. OK, fantastic. So talk me through some of the designs as we very different <laughs> from Keelan. This is, you know, very, they're gorgeous, colourful uh, greeting cards for all different occasions. Yes. Everything from yeah. birthdays to, you know, I'm looking here, there's a love hearts, I'm presuming that's yeah, a Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, I even have ones in Irish. Oh, lovely. I have pet sympathy cards because they're hard to get. Um, what else do I have? I just have things like thank you for everything. With the F-U-R. Love it. Yeah. Um, what else? At Christmas, I was doing personalised cards. So yeah. You could actually send a dog, your your actual own animal on the front of a card. Oh, amazing. Um, like funny birthday ones, like have a possum day. I love and, that. Yeah. And, and tell us about your team, because you're a team of three, aren't you, yes, at the yeah. design company? Yeah, I have. Lexi, who is the inspiration manager, and she's a three-year-old collie. And I have Leah, who is the junior creative assistant, and she's ten-month-old collie, and she is nuts. So it's a bit chaotic. <laughs> I was going to say, do you actually get any work done now with these colleagues? Because they need walking, they need they're very boisterous, yeah. you know. And they want hugs. They come and they jump into my oh. chair during the day for a hug. So. There's a lot of people that are going to be going, oh, poor you, Fiona, it's getting tough, hugs. It's tough in our house. It's <laughs> tough, absolutely. So the, the company is fairly new. How yes. are things going? There's obviously a demand for this. Um, there is. I started out with small markets and that was a great way to get a focus group and an idea of whether there was a 
people wanted these cars or not. And it's interesting when you find the person that wants it, they could buy a whole load of them. Yeah. And then there's other people come along and they go, that's a bit strange. <laughs> <laughs> You've got both ends of the spectrum, but I know yeah. an awful lot of people listening here in LMFM land are very, very uh, into the pets. They love yeah. when we do a focus on, on pets. So absolutely they would be interested in something like this. So this is your first time, is it, going to, yes. to yeah. showcase? So yeah. talk to me about this because this is a, a big opportunity, isn't it? It is. It's amazing from... Just after I left work, I the first thing I did was a start your own business course with Leo, our loud enterprise office. And it just grew from there. I got involved in this thing called Creative Conversations up in Creative Spark. And then it grew onto um, the the showcase. That's where I found that. And it's, it, it's just been invaluable. The enterprise office is incredible. Sarah and Francis and Pamela, they are just unbelievable. The support they give you, it's great. Yeah, it's so important to, to get that. Keelan, you're in the same boat as well. You know, you you would have uh, reached out to, to the Leo office as well to get that support. It's really crucial, yeah. particularly when you have that little niggling imposter syndrome going on. Absolutely, and imposter syndro- syndrome. Yeah. It's so real, especially in new businesses. So anybody who's thinking of starting a business or has just started a business, but maybe thinks they're not quite there yet, just ring them up, ring up and have a conversation with your local um, enterprise office, especially if you're based in Louth, if your business is based in Louth, ring them in Dundalk and just pop in, have a chat and they'll tell you all the supports that are on offer. And you'd be amazed by the amount of supports yeah. um, and mentoring that you can get. Like it's just, it's really, it's an invaluable asset for any business, you know. So, so talk to us about Showcase because this is your, you've been there it's before. my third time. It's your third time. Yeah, okay, yeah. so what actually happens and why is this such a big deal for people like yourselves? Well, we can all plug away trying to sell our products online or from a bricks and mortar store, but our reach is going to be limited, you know. So really the thing about Showcase is that you bring your best products, your best sellers and they're visibly there mm-hmm. for for your um, wholesale buyers. So they will, they're going to get more eyes on your products. The more, the more stockists you have, the more people that are going to see your work. So um, you really want to be your best for this show and have everything ship shape. And just, you know, it's the conversations that you have at the show yeah. are so important. It mightn't be a sale there and then because you're not actually selling work. You only bring one of each product. Yes. You know, and then you take orders. Um, so it's not like a um, an ordinary show or a market. It's a trade show. So... It's really invaluable because it's those small conversations, not just with buyers that you have, but with other makers that you can learn so much course, from. Yeah. And just the relationships you build up. And it's 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 invaluable for me. And even next year now, I won't qualify anymore to go with Louth because this will be my third year. So I'll be flying the nest, flying the coop and going into the main hall next year. But there's something really special about the local enterprise hall because we're kind of all at the one stage of yes. maybe being in business three, four years, whatever. And um, it's really vibrant. And the buyers want to come in there because they're going to see something new. Yes. They're not unique. looking at something that they've seen for 20 years on the trot. Yeah. It's something new and it's going to be new stuff on their shelves. And, you know, there's a real enthusiasm in the local enterprise hall. Yeah. And and we should also mention as well that this is not easy, by the way, to get selected for showcase. There's a bit of a process with this as well, isn't there? Yeah. You have to have your ducks in a row. And that's where the mentoring from from the Leos come in, because, you know, you have a really good business plan in place. You've got your pricing structures in place um, because of of the 
courses you've done with yeah. them, you know. And, you know, I mean, it could be a social media marketing course that will only cost you 10 euro if it's done through the local enterprise, you know. Amazing. So why not? You know, so avail of yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So Fiona, you're going to be flat out talking now and <laughs> getting a taste of it there from from Keelan of what's of what's an offer. What are you hoping to get from the experience? I'm hoping to meet all the other makers, that's one thing. Um just to be at something like this. I've never been at a trade show. I've done pups in the park and things like that, but that's just um, the public coming to see you so mm-hmm. to actually deal with all the trade people would be amazing so I'm bringing my husband along Liam moral support because he, he's he's a background in sales so he'll oh, hopefully fantastic. be my secret weapon yeah she's bringing <laughs> the secret so weapon amazing. absolutely love it well I'm going to wish you both congratulations first of all for getting selected to this Thank and you so much. wishing you both every success two extremely unique fantastic businesses and the talent here in this room is, is phenomenal Thank you both so so much for, for joining you. me today. Thank you. So the show itself, it's running from the 21st to the 23rd of January. You can find out more about Fiona's range of greeting cards uh, on amondrosedesigns.ie and also Keelan's work. You can check it out kushlaofgullion.com The 11 to 1 show it's time to go back in time and the fig roll popping up in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1974, Jaws was published and then of course it would go on to be made into an iconic film and today is National Fig Newton Day. Yes, the fig roll, right? This dates back to the 1800s apparently. Uh, Many doctors would blame a wide range of health problems on digestive issues so they'd prescribe cookies and fruit. Fig rolls were one of a number of recipes that people would make to combat all sorts of ailments. And then in 1891, a bakery in Massachusetts created a a machine and a process by which these little cookies could be mass produced. So there you go. The fig roll. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at Senator... Sweetest thing still to come. Husband and wife filmmakers Baz Black and Emma Ray are with me and a big TV show returns for a highly anticipated season three. The 11 to 1 show. A major TV show returns for a highly anticipated series three. More details after Kintuck Row. I'll be waiting on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And I am very excited to hear this news because I thought that it would not happen at all. And Reese Witherspoon has shared the news that we've all been waiting for. This fantastic show is returning for a third season. I'm so happy. It's Big Little Lies. Fans will know the theme song of this, but uh, years have passed now at this stage. And uh, But apparently it is actually coming back. So she was speaking at the Golden Globes recently and she shared an exciting update. She says, we're working on it herself and Nicole Kidman. We're working on it a lot. So if your, mazy, uh, your memory sorry, is a little hazy on it, I have a little bit of a recap for you. So the 2019 series saw the group struggle as they tried to move on with their lives following. Now, if you haven't seen this, just turn down your radio slightly 
and then I'll just give a little spoiler if you haven't seen it. Uh, but basically it's uh, they're following, um, they're uh, rebuilding their lives following Perry's death. So at the end of the season, Celeste ends up with full co- custody of Max and Joss. That's um, uh, Nicole Kidman's character. Mary Louise leaves Monterey Bay following the ruling. That was Meryl Streep's character who played the mother-in-law. Bonnie tells Nathan she no longer loves him and ends their ship at the end of season two. Ed and Madeline decide to renew their vows after dealing with a lot of relationship issues and Jane and Corey decide to take another step in their relationship. So the biggest moment from season two was probably Bonnie uh, informing the Monterey Five that she was going to confess to the police that she had in fact killed Perry during the trivia night and it's sort of the very end we see the group accompany her to the pra- uh, to the guards um, to the to the police station so we have all of that going on and it was left on a big sort of oh my god what's going hap- to happen was that the end of it kind of thing but there is definitely going to be a season three of Big Little Lies they're working on it we're going to have to wait a while till it is on our screens but I am very excited about that now let's see what else is happening in the world of showbiz The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Max the Friends theme song was played during the In Memoriam segment at the Emmys with Charlie Puth singing part of it. Here it is. Christopher Nolan's film Oppenheimer was the big winner at the Critics' Choice Awards over the weekend, taking home eight awards, including Best Picture, but Killian Murphy missed out on Best Actor. Instead, the award went to Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. As well as that, Emma Stone won Best Actress for her performance in Poor Things, and Harrison Ford was honoured with the Career Achievement Award. The second chapter of Ryan Murphy's monster anthology at Netflix, which will focus on the Menendez brothers case, has filled two key roles with big names. Javier Bardem and Chloe Sevigny will play Jose and Kitty Menendez. The anthology series will be Bardem's first major role in an American TV series. Jennifer Coolidge won at the Emmys for her part in The White Lotus. This part of the speech has gone viral. So I just want to say, um, I want to thank all the evil gays. You know, I just really, really... That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I've just had to Google there, did Saltburn win any awards? And it doesn't seem to be picking up a huge amount, which is very, very unusual. And I'm wondering why Barry Keoghan is missing out entirely. But maybe the big one, the Oscars, will be the one. Who knows? Uh, But there you go. More buzz later on with Eddie Caffrey on The Drive. Or you can check out lmfm.ie for your showbiz fix. There's Wet 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 Good Night Girl on LMFM's 11 to 1. I am very excited to be chatting to these guys. What a year 2023 was. 2024 is going to be even bigger, I have no doubt, with five IFTA awards, long-listed for five IFTA awards for Dublin Crust and also a long-listed award as well for one of their short films. We're going to be chatting to Baz Black and Emma Ray next. The 11 to 1 show. 
2023 was a hectic year for my next guests. Not only did they shoot a film on a shoestring budget using multiple locations in seven days, but that film screened nationwide in cinemas for over six weeks, which is unheard of for a film without funding or a main distributor attached to it. As well as that, this movie and another of their short films picked up so many awards at festivals here and internationally that they have run out of space at home for them. Now the film has been long listed for five IFTA awards. The husband and wife team behind Sure Luck Productions who fe- uh, created the feature Dublin Crust and short film Missing You are back at it and they have lots more creative projects lined up for 2024. I'm delighted to have Baz Black and Emma Ray in studio. How are you getting on? Good. Good. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> Great to have you on the show. I'm so gl- glad to have Emma here with us as well. Now, have you had time to reflect on the whirlwind craziness that was 2023? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, over the Christmas break, kind of things finally quietened down um, so it was nice to reflect uh, but we were pinching ourselves throughout the year as it was you know so actually to sit down and think about what we what we did and what we achieved um, we tried to give ourselves a little bit of time off but that didn't really no. go, go <laughs> to plan yeah, we, always, we always end up diving back into it but um, yeah it was a nice break and then gearing up again to go for, for 24 for 2024 and not one not two five for Dublin Crust, long listed for the IFTAs, also one for Emma's short film Missing You. Like this, I'm just like speechless at this. This is amazing. So like, talk to me about long listed and how does this work? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's incredible just to be long listed and, you know, long listed, we are up against the big players, um, which we kind of were all along uh, kind of fighting uh, our way in there. So, um, yeah, just to be nominated is just like incredible. And the categories that we got nominated for is amazing. Um, And without being pessimistic, uh, you know, I don't think that we stand too much of a chance of getting shortlisted. The only one perhaps that we might is best original music because, yeah. okay. you know, I'm, I am biased, but I have to say I love the original music that's on there. So that might be one that we might scrape, scrape in for. But um, the other ones, I don't know. You know, we're up for best features, best director, um, best actor for myself, which I cringe at because there's better <laughs> actors in Dublin Cross, uh, definitely. And uh, best screenplay is the other one. So. OK, so to even, as you say, to have the long list is, is, is unreal. And you're right, the unique selling point of Dublin Crust was the fantastic music that was one of the, the sort of unique aspects of this it really really was so for those living under a rock uh, for the past year Dublin Crust talk to me about this movie because this was on a journey I mentioned a little bit of it there at the start it was supposed to be a six week shoot you were hoping to get funding that all changed dramatically but you still got it made yeah definitely yeah and you know again our selling point was we, do, we did it in seven days um, 32 locations three counties um, did it on a shoestring um, gathered everyone together and it was such a team effort like getting it done and the amount of work that Emma put into it just to get it across the line was incredible and then to get it in the cinemas was one thing but then to end up at six weeks in cinema was just like you know again it was pinch me moments um, and now we've secured like a worldwide distribution deal um, I was going to so, ask so yeah. what happens there now um, so actually hopefully next week now um, we launch on Amazon Prime and Amazing. Apple TV and all, all those ones yeah so it'll be available then finally for anyone who didn't catch it at the cinemas to, to, to watch it which is amazing and it's great then going forward because that distribution company that have come behind us now they are on board for our next projects 
So at least we Fantastic. know we have a destination now, whereas before we didn't. So, yeah. OK, and I know you're in the midst of funding and there's big question marks over what's going to happen, but you are working on another project. So does this success with Crust, is that kind of a shoe in to get funding or is it a bit of a double edged sword? It's a bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, like, the doors haven't flung open, being yeah. honest, you know. Um, there has been conversations and maybe people taking you a little bit more seriously than they would have before. Um, but it's not like anybody has come and gone, all right, what's your next one? You just did well with that one. Let's go again. You know, we're, we're still applying. We're still talking. We're still trying to raise the funds. Um, but for the next feature film, we have set that we are filming it in May. And the script is done and we did table reads and so uh, we have amazing camera crew um, Colin Mullen um, and the whole Loud Film Society are behind Brilliant. us with that, so that's incredible he's amazing um, so we're, we're going ahead with it um, but again we are chasing that elusive uh, fund and trying to get it Baz, is, Baz and Emma do not want to be back in this scenario where they're, they're clamouring for money absolutely anyone with any sort of sway over funding come on people come on we need to get funding for these people absolutely uh, Emma I want to chat to you now as well because you wrote and directed the absolutely brilliant short film Missing You which taps into all of my loves I'm a big big fan of noir the 50s that whole era were you surprised by the audience reaction because it just did so well in all the circuits yeah I, I didn't think it would do as well as it did because like I've helped Baz out with loads of his projects but it was my first um, short that I'd written and directed myself so, but I wanted to do something simple. So it was a two two person conversation. So, um, and then just really got into the production design side of it to do something that was, um, you know, visually interesting as well as a story. So, but yeah, no, I, I was surprised by it. some of the festivals. Like I couldn't believe when it won um, the best Irish short up in Donegal and Disappear Amazing. here. That Amazing. festival and in Cork, it's book screen in Cork and... Um, Gonna forget stuff now. There's so many. <laughs> the pressure. I don't, I don't blame you. There's so yeah. many to remember. But no, it's delighted. Yeah, and um, I think we we filmed that in a day. No um, way. We were supposed to do it over two days, and then um, it's just kind of a thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ended up being just done in 24 hours. So by 4 a.m., Baz was flying off to film something over in in uh, England and he left us at 4am we were at uh, Dave's Diner down Julianstown he dashed off and then I was ready for tears I think and saying I'm never doing this again and then we got a bit of a break there and while we were away both of us finished another two well you finished a feature script and I did the next uh, like short scripts. Some people so. sunbathe, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or have a couple of cocktails. You guys are writing scripts and, and not taking it easy at all. But just going to going back to that, because you mentioned the production design element, was that where your 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 main sort of passion lay initially? Because you're so, so creative. You have lots of different artistic strands to yourself. You're a painter, you know, you've done you've done films obviously as well, you've done photography, tattoo artists, like so where does kind of the love of all of that creativity and everything come from? Um, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but anytime I see people doing anything creative, I get what I call creative envy. And I just, oh, I want to try this and I want to do that and just dabble in things till I find something that I love. Um, but for with short films, I think if you have a small window of time and a small budget, if you can put as much into the production design, I think it makes it stand out against a lot of other stuff that might have a fantastic script. But maybe it's 
Oh, you're you totally know? right because in Missing You that's exactly the stuff that you recognise. It's like such of that era, you know, uh, and you've got the whole diner element obviously which is incredible but you painstakingly hand-painted an awful lot of the little props and everything in the set, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. made the costumes from scratch. Amazing. Well. Yeah, so okay. Um, but the, the attention to detail that Emma put into it, you know, because anything that out of place, even like a light socket or something, you know, that's not from that era would have ruined the whole thing. So, yeah. yeah, that's what made it amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where you where you're. And as you said, dabble, dabbling in lots of different stuff. I just was in Drihid there before Christmas and saw some of your work there as well. And I like th- this is absolutely stunning work. Talk to me about some Thank of the pieces you. that were in the exhibition there. Um. So, yeah, there's the exhibition on myself and there's two other artists, Gina and Suzanne, have work in there as well. So that's my painting work. I thought they were, photo- I thought they were photographs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. Like small sections of stones on the beach. So it's just kind of these things that we, you know, walk over and we don't look at properly. And then when you do look at it, there's so much detail and texture and colour. And so it's just getting really into details of stuff that's just overlooked. Every oh, that's day. that's definitely yeah. your thing. It really is. And the, you've got a talk as well. There's like a panel discussion happening this Saturday because the exhibition will be finishing up. Isn't that right? Yeah. So this is the last week of it. Um, it's been on since mid-November. Um, and then on Saturday, yeah, myself and Suzanne and Gina will be um, talking about our work and kind of further explain it. So that's on the 20th at 3.45. Amazing. And yeah. so talk to me about the next project, because this could not be. Well, they've still got that dark element that we had from Missing You, but this is Darug. And my God, the poster just strikes me straight away when I saw it. It's so gothic looking. Can you tell me anything about this now? Uh, yeah, so it's a sh- another short film. And it's based on Irish mythology folklore about it's not quite vampire, yeah, but vampireish folklore from Waterford. So that's I think that's as much as I can say without that's ruining a ten a minute film. <laughs> but yeah, going for a lot of uh, production design and stuff as well. So just starting to cast. And it's like go big or go home because um, <laughs> spoiling it. The opening scene um, involves a horse, so yeah. you have to hire a, a stunt horse. <laughs> Love it. Never yeah. work with children or yeah, animals. Perfect, you guys, exactly. listen. I've already said this before. You always throw out the rule book when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I've no surprise you're going to do that. So that's amazing. So that's that's on the the, the slate, absolutely. And what about yourself, Baz? Because you are going back into feature length territory to territory again with Against All Odds. Talk to me about this. Yeah. So um, Against the Odds, I, I've two feature. Um, scripts written and one is I, t- I spoke about it before it's a psychological horror which we hope to shoot in October okay so um, we've that as well that as well yeah, yeah hopefully but um, so against the odds then we are planning to shoot it in May and it's starring William Morgan um, who anyone who saw Dublin Crust will know him as Jeremy, he's amazing car salesman yeah he's incredible so I wrote it with him in mind from the get go so I wrote it with his voice and then when we went and did a table read and I heard it out loud I was just like yeah it's him yeah. all over you know so uh, he plays Frank the Bucky um, in a tiny little rural village in Ireland and um, a gang have infiltrated the tiny village and they put pressure on him to to, to put on a bet uh, a bet that the gang win and he doesn't have 60 grand to pay them so there's a scramble then to try and raise the money so it's kind of like a wake and Ned community getting together, yes. getting behind them, 
uh, it is a comedy with with drama elements in it as well. So uh, yeah. and you're 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 playing to both of the strengths of William because if anyone hasn't seen William Morgan performing anything, I am a huge huge fan of his. I saw him. He's I saw him in loads of different short films, and he is one of the most amazing undiscovered. I still can't believe I'm saying that undiscovered actors in this country. And I'm delighted that you're giving him front and center in this because he's had a bit of a journey as well in, in yeah. his career, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, um, he's had such a very career going back, and I've seen like the amount of commercials he's done in films, and then he got a little bit disillusioned with the industry and of went course. away from it, and then he came back. So we're just trying to keep him back now because he's so talented, um, and and he deserves to be front and yeah. center of the script, you know. And um, like like I said, I wrote it with with him in mind, and um, he's so enthusiastic and collaborative and helpful as well. You know, the amount of help he gave us during Dublin Crust and the post production was was unbelievable. Um, and then you know it spawned off other ideas that I want to put him in you know yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to write a, a, a TV detective show I love it listen <laughs> I was hoping you're going to say the word TV because this is something that I said to you a lot that I think you have absolutely got a TV series somewhere that, that you could write and I think that would be brilliant as this kind of hapless detective he'd be amazing at <laughs> yeah, that yeah, talk yeah. about having a having a role perfect for him um, but talk to me then as well because you are very much still acting obviously as well that's kind of you know you're, you're keeping that on the on the go and you've got a great uh, film that's going to be coming out that we, hopefully we're going to hear a lot of noise about as well called Swingbait. Yeah, um, Swingbait by Maris O'Carroll. He wrote and directed it and Sinead O'Reardon is the producer and she's acting it as well. Um, but like, <clears throat> it's a feature film that I did in Cork in January um, and like, honestly, I I haven't seen the likes of it. It's such an original story. It's a yeah. boxing movie about female boxers, but you don't actually ever get to see the boxing matches. Love it's it. All, okay. It's all behind the scenes. Oh. What goes on in the, the illegal... That's where the drama the is. The drama is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's really frantic and crossing over and, you know, it's one of those twisty turny, you can't say too much about it, but the way it's shot and the crew and working with Morris, like he's such a visionary director Um you know, when you feel safe in someone's hands, it's someone like Morris. He, yeah. he has it down to a T. Um, so it's premiering um, uh, on the 28th of February Amazing. in Dublin in the Lighthouse. Um, Excellent. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, be so. looking forward to see that on the big screen. Absolutely. And as well as that, you're selling out all the, play, uh, the place there with the actors workshops. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's kind of spiraled a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So um, myself, Dermot Gogan's the director of Kin um, and Witness Number Three uh, and William Morgan. So we put together um, an actors workshop um, and to do it, you know, from a director's point of view. And there's so many workshops and classes and some of the information can get really um, watered down you know so it's just a practical workshop and we kind of just planned it as a one-off yeah. thing and then it was inspiring yeah. There's, yeah. it's selling out you don't even have he doesn't even have to advertise it here with yeah, me it's because yeah, it's sold out four now and yeah so and there's demand big, is big there demand there so which is so fantastic that's, that's been yeah. amazing um, and then just as a production company we're, we're co-producing two TV series this year as amazing well. um, and there's another another feature film and so there's loads of, loads of stuff in the works yeah. no wonder you have 
no time to actually take a break. I'm delighted for you. It couldn't happen to two better people, really and truly. And I know there's a huge team behind you, but I'm just so delighted that the world is recognising the talent and that long may that continue. Fingers, toes, candles lit, everything for IFTA's coming up. Uh, we reckon February, we think that would be the announcement, the announcement is it? Yeah, yeah, okay, so, so we, anyone from IFTA, you know what I mean? Any bribes. Yeah, any bribes that you want to just money, hit them up, you know. Uh, but listen, thank you both so, so much for joining me and continued success. Thanks, Thanks guys. The 11 to 1 show. And Marie Shania Twain with Unhealthy on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Loud the Mead Education Training Board invites applications from suitably qualified persons for the following position. It's a Grade 5 Senior Staff Officer, Abbey Road in Navin. For more details and applications, check out careers.lmetb.ie. Closing date is the 22nd of January. And don't forget, you can find all the details on LMFM.ie. LMFM Job Search On the way I've got music from the script and details of a parade celebrating women The 11 to 1 show St. Bridget's Day will be coming up in about, what, two weeks or so? And there is lots going to be happening in the local area as well as nationally. But a parade celebrating women will form part of the schedule for a Dublin City Festival, which is going to run across that bank holiday weekend in February. I know, nice little bank holiday to look forward to coming up. So it's the third annual Bridget Dublin City Celebrating Women and it's going to feature more than 60 events across the city and it begins on February 1st and it'll finish up on February 5th and uh, they've named it obviously after the uh, Celtic goddess Bridget and it's intended to spotlight women's stories underscoring their impact on society and heralding the arrival of spring finally as well uh, so this is going to be the biggest uh, ever for their programme so far and it's going to give people the opportunity to acknowledge the contributions and achievements of Irish women both past and present and also celebrate the impact those continue to make on the society so for the first time they're going to be a parade uh, weaving through the heart of Dublin City on the Bank Holiday Monday and it's going to start off at 4pm at the Wolf Town Square and there's going to be quite a mix there. There's going to be roller skaters, cyclists, walkers, performers uh, all in tribute to inspiring women and it's going to culminate at the GPO on O'Connell Street and then there's going to be concerts and everything happening. So dublin.ie forward slash Bridget. But moving to more locally and we are going to be chatting a lot about this on the show tomorrow with Moya Hodgers uh, the Arts Officer for Loud. There is so much happening locally for the Bridget's uh, Festival as well in this region so we will be joined by Moya on tomorrow's show but back to today here's the script The Best Mix LMFM Why is it so hard? There's the script with the last time and it's almost time for us to go but I think I can squeeze this in here's Fontanella Bass Rescue Me Fantella Base, Rescue Me. That is our lot of the show for today. Thank you so much to our guests and for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.